Hi friends, welcome back to Organic with OG Adriana, a podcast that explores the intersection of authenticity, mindful consumption, and radical mother effing healing. Y'all, what the hell is up? It has been a little minute since I have been here. I am like honestly so excited and so thankful and just so grateful to be back on this podcast mic, y'all. Um, it has been what three weeks nearly since I recorded the last episode. Um, if you follow me on Instagram and actually like see my stories when they happen, um, I did say that this episode originally was gonna come out on Wednesday. Y'all, we had some technical difficulties, and then I said I was gonna move the just podcast air date to Fridays just due to my work schedule. But honestly, like I really like the idea of the podcast be going live on Mondays. Um, Monday is just in general, like a refresh day, I guess. It's like the beginning of the quote unquote work week, um, depending on who you ask, right? And I don't know. I just like Monday. So y'all finna get this episode on Monday. Uh, definitely need to get my phone situated because somebody is hitting me up. Um, and I definitely thought I put this on silent, so my bad. But yes, I I am here. This episode will be coming out on Monday. I think Monday is the 19th. Uh, yeah, Monday is definitely the 19th. Um, so yeah, when y'all hear this, it'll be a Monday and we keeping these episodes coming out on Mondays. And I feel like I've said that now like 35 times. So yeah, let's get right into the episode. So just to recap a little bit on your girl's life. So my birthday just passed. Shout out to all my tropical Aries sons in this bitch. Aries season um, is still going strong. We are nearing the end. Um, but yeah, I had a fabulous birthday. Um, if you don't know now, you know, I did go on like a solo birthday trip and it is like the first time that I've taken like an actual non road trip trip by myself. And I've also like made this tradition, like this is my third year doing this. Uh, Okay, dog, what I'm like, honestly, very confused right now. Like, as to, like, why my phone is, like, okay, but anyways, so, (laughs) my bad, guys, am I going to edit through this, or, I don't know, well, we'll figure it out, but, yeah, I made this tradition for myself for just spending my birthdays alone, um, it started out as, like, a sad girl thing, um, but I learned, like, that year that I don't know, like what a better time than to just go inside yourself, um, reset, you know, on the anniversary of your birth. And that has just been really, really transformative to me. And this year, honestly, 
was such a great birthday. I traveled to Los Angeles. I did not do exactly what I wanted um, because I ended up not getting a car, um, which that is a long story. Like, but it, I don't know. I did, I got really high on legal weeds and I explored nature and I dressed up a bit and looked a little less bummy than I normally do. Um, I ate some bomb ass vegan food, some bomb ass like family owned. Um, I went to a black owned place. I went to a Venezuelan owned place. I went to just a small woman owned vegan place on the beach and child, it, it was just really cool, man. I got to buy weed from a black person, legal weed from a black person in a black owned dispensary, um, in the middle of Inglewood. And that was just so dope to me. So yeah, I had a, a pretty good birthday, if I must say so myself. And I don't know, like, that's kind of what's been going on in my life since the last episode. I, yeah, have just kind of been preparing for that trip. I've been just kind of resetting, preparing for different content ideas that I have. Um, I've been training at a new position at my job because your girl's over here, client climbing this ugly ass corporate ladder, um, trying to milk the shit out of that opportunity for as long as I have. Um, because child, I don't mind making a little bit of income. Um, my schedule is a lot better than it was before. Um, I have a lot more time at home, a lot more downtime. So child, I will not complain. Um, Although, as I've said many times on this podcast, I am praying and I am manifesting a life where I'm not held by the shackles of employment. Um, but child, I am not ready at all by any means to be paying $700 for health insurance. I like a month. I am child. We we going to get this this little corporate money one time for the one time. But yeah, um that's kind of all for the recap of my little life. Nothing too interesting, nothing too big. Um there was a hiatus. I am now back. Um there were a couple of things like current events that I wanted to talk about, but basically all I want to say just to sum everything up is George Floyd is not on trial. George Floyd is a victim of a crime and he is not on trial, period. Um, also, <laughs> y'all, like the, the fucking audacity of the systems, the fucking audacity of, of just so much. But all I'm going to say is just protect black bodies, period. Protect brown bodies. Protect our motherfucking children. Um, heal radically, period. Um, get, get yourselves and your peeps together, love on your peeps as much as you can in a healthy way, um, set boundaries for yourself and y'all, the revolution is here. Like there, there's no time to let up. There's no time for games or bullshit or nothing else, but yeah, y'all just be mindful of, of what's going on. Don't take shit for face value. Um, believe your conspiracy theory friends. Goddamn. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say, but <laughs> just leading into the recap of last episode, cause it has been a while. If you have not listened to episode eight of my podcast, go back to listen, because I do think it was a really important conversation to have. Um, it, the last week's episode. Okay. So I keep hitting this lamp and I'm positive that don't sound cute. 
at all. <laughs> but yeah, last week's episode was called Ugly Partners, Insecure Attachment, and White Coddling. Um, and I really just wanted to talk about the science of addiction. Um, and that I did. And I think it was just like a really good conversation. I think it um there were some really good scientific research presented and again it was a very it wasn't a too long of a conversation though it was like some very surface level information but I do think that we often look at addiction at a place of from a place of judgment we often look at addiction as being a choice so nigga I just wanted to talk about the fact that it is not a choice and that yeah this shit is 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 deeply rooted, honey, deeply rooted. And there is a lot of scientific evidence for addiction being a medical disease. And yeah, I just wanted to talk a a little bit about that. Shout out to everyone who learned something from that episode. Shout out to everyone who... has been open um, to sharing like their stories of addiction and with addiction and in proximity to addiction um because yeah I think it is a very important conversation for it to have because addiction does plague so many of us in so many ways but I also talked about honey and this has kind of come up this week which is like so fucked up I've been like battling this concept in my brain but in OG says the last episode I did talk about um or I did probe the question can you be with someone who you perceive as ugly like as like I don't know like it's so hard like on top okay so I'm I'm gonna just just air this out right just a little bit since it's my motherfucking podcast and if this person um I don't think this person listens to my podcast but like if you come across it goddamn so there's this person who is fond of me and like has always been like has had this like extreme intense like connection to me um and it is very weird because like we dated like as children like literal like wasn't even 17 had not like had sex or any like you know like very young um but I guess I made an impact on this nigga's life because I am who I am but like dog I'm not attracted to him at all and like I find myself battling just letting them know that, like, I don't, I don't know, like, it is, it's, oh, it is so hard, like, I don't know, because I understand that, right, beauty is in the eye of, eye of the beholder, and beauty exists within everything, because this planet in itself is beautiful, the creation of the universe is a beautiful concept, but, like, in my eyes, if I am the beholder, <laughs> who is examining beauty like I just don't find this nigga to be attractive like at all on top of like just having other traumas and demons and shit that are not even something that I care to have in my realm um but yeah I just be battling like dog like do you just come out and tell somebody like among the the many reasons like my nigga I'm not attracted to you so I even if you were to heal and become this this healed person, right, per se, like, I don't know if I'd ever, I know for a fact, rather, that I never be able to get past of my physical, be able to get past my physical unattraction, period. But yeah, we talked about that last week. Um, We also talked about, um, in an energetic reading, we talked about the importance of intuition and just leading with your 
intuition. Um, that is something that I have been practicing a lot lately. Um, and it's something that I've been practicing just period throughout my healing journey. But yeah, I just following your intuition, like honestly, first of all, decalcifying your motherfucking pineal gland. You can do the Googles. I'm sure I will have a an, an entire episode on the third eye concept, third eye chakra, um, and also the physical third eye, like your pineal gland and some research. But anyways, I say all that to say decalcify your motherfucking pineal gland, get super, super in touch with your intuition. Like our intuition is there as a physical, as a direct physical, um, connection with our highest self. And if our, I guess if our ultimate goal is to be in complete connection to our highest self, listening to our intuition is the way to get there, period. So we also talked about that, but I mean, that just brings us into the next segment. Y'all know it's the ingesting segment. So let's get into what I've been ingesting over these many weeks that I've been away. (laughs) So... I know I ain't been here in a minute, so I do still find it appropriate just to mention that when I say things that I am ingesting, I'm meaning all the many ways in which that you can put things into your body, um, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, So yeah, let's get started. Um, As far as food, so like I said before, I did go to Los Angeles County area um, for my birthday. So I did have like some vegan things, so I guess I can talk about them because my original plan was to vlog it and it be like my quote-unquote final what I eat in a day uh however yeah honey that did not happen y'all I didn't get to hit up all the spots that I wanted to but um in Los Angeles the first place that I went um was a black-owned place um on Crenshaw called Earl's on Crenshaw and um I actually got it um DoorDash Uber Eats one of the two or actually Postmates so I actually used Postmates for it and yeah it was pretty good I just wanted something quick and easy because I had just gotten off the flight so I just got a burger it was just a Beyond Burger um I had these grilled onions they were kind of sweet for my taste but overall burger was good the bread was fire everything was good um also the fries they had like the steak cut fries and I love me a steak fry honey um honestly I love fries fries are probably like one of my favorite foods um so yeah the fries were good I also got Playa's Punch which is like the I guess the signature drink from there and y'all it was so good it was like nigga juice like literally like lemony fucking mm, kool-aidy it was sweet hella sweet but it wasn't like artificially sweet like you can tell he used a lot of real sugar honey a whole lot it was just good it tastes like your grandma house you know trapping out the hood you know you go and get a good meal and you have this sweet ass juice you know it was just really good so shout out to the players punch at earl's and then i also had this vegan cake so earl's on crenshaw is not an exclusively vegan restaurant they have vegetarian options and they also have like meat options um but they do have a pretty good selection of vegan desserts and baked goods and stuff so i got the vegan yellow cake with chocolate icing because 
black <laughs> and that is one of my all-time favorite cakes i love me a yellow cake with chocolate frosting oh it's just so dang good but i so here's the thing i did like it you know I did like the cake from Earl's, but it did taste like cornbread. And again, if you follow me on IG, you saw me put this on my story when this happened. But yeah, it, it it's giving it gave cornbread. And it was really weird because I don't know. Like it was dense, but it was not dry at all. It was like moist. Um, the icing was fire, not gritty, not grainy, none of that. But the actual yellow cake, like I feel like they use corn flour somewhere in the mix I could be completely wrong but that's what I, that's what it was given child um damn I had a whole ass Topo Chico that I meant to bring in here but we just don't have to deal with this still water right now because I am not going back at the okay what else did I eat so I also ate um at this place called that was like the first day I guess I didn't really have no other food that did I have more food that day no I really just had that oh I also ate, ate some motherfucking edibles that day and I ate a whole pack of like sativa gummies and child like I love me a sativa but I don't know like I I can't do a lot I, I well I won't say I can't but I proved to myself that I was unable to handle a whole package of sativa gummies because y'all I was paranoid as fuck like I've told this story but like my nigga I literally was convinced that I was about to get murdered in a California hotel room and it'd be like this whole like murder mystery thing child <sighs> y'all I was listening to Minds of Madness on the plane going to um Los Angeles if you don't know Minds of Madness is a true crime podcast like probably my favorite true crime true crime podcast um it's very simple to the point true crime stories and team but yeah I listened to that on the way so I don't know what happened these I already have anxiety right so <clears throat> um it is not advised for people with anxiety to have to also have a bunch of sativa like sativa is usually not ideal for people with severe severe anxiety um however you know I'm at a place where my anxiety is not severe and I just prefer sativas over indicas because I don't like to be to be sleep but child this package of these gummies had me thinking that I was about to get murdered and Y'all, it was a whole story. If you care to hear this whole story, maybe I'll tell... Oh, maybe I'll do like a YouTube story time or something. Maybe I'll become a, a story timer or some shit like that. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, I will might do this. I might will do this story time, but yeah, as far as becoming a story time channel. But anyways, I say that to say, I'm trying to think of all the other things that I ate in LA because I was trying to to tell y'all so yeah I do think that was the only thing I ate that day because after this whole sativa gummy fiasco <laughs> child I just passed out I fell asleep I did wake up the next morning high um I woke up really early in the morning um because I end up passing out pretty late um which I needed I, I mean pretty early uh which I needed because my sleep schedule had been all over the place especially like adjusting to a new job like child it was a lot going on, so I needed that sleep, but I do say that to say, um, the next morning, I did wake up high, I was up, like, 
for hours in the morning waiting for food places to open um, and trying to figure out what I had to do or what I wanted to do that day because it was then my actual birthday. Um, So I ate, I found this place and it was like a Venezuelan like family owned, I, I believe they're Venezuelan, please child, but it was this place um in Redondo Beach and child. The breakfast was so fucking good. If you follow me on Instagram, you will be able to see all of these, most of these meals that I'm about to talk about, but oh, it was so good. I just got like an avocado toast plate and I thought it was going to come with just like one slice of bread, but no, it came with two thick slices of bread and they also make it there. And it's, oh, child, it was so good. Best avocado toast I've ever had, period, which if you do not eat avocado toast, it's probably weird hearing like someone say that avocado toast can be amazing, but child, it was fire. It was perfect. They put like a, a guacamole type spread and then they put sliced avocados and sea honey. It was just so fire. And also they have the best tofu scramble that I've ever had in my life. Like usually I don't like tofu scramble from restaurants. Disclaimer, I really don't tend to love food from vegan restaurants because I always feel that I can cook better than the restaurants. Like I can season better. But y'all, the tofu scramble that was at this damn place was so fucking bomb. Like it was really, really good. Um, What else did I have there? Oh, the potatoes, fire, fire potatoes. And I mean, I this is not really a segue, but we are just talking about ingesting. I guess I don't have to like go section by section, but they put me onto the lavender lattes, y'all. I have never in my life tried a lavender latte. I've seen it and it has always intrigued me uh, because I do love lavender. I like love, love lavender. So it was just right up my alley. (laughs) The lavender latte was fucking amazing. Like it was so good. I actually got one big one and then I got one small one on my way out from that place but it was so good um that same day hmm oh that same day for lunch so I kind of got stuck on the beach um I ended up going to like Hermosa Beach and I ended up walking to like Manhattan Beach it was just a beautiful day of me being on the beach like my birthday I could not I cannot complain about like it was just so cool I just spent it on the beach I found these like woods this forest area and I am legit a forest nymph like I love being among the trees I love hearing the sounds of like the little crickets and bugs and things like in wooded area so that was perfect um the ocean is just so vast and fucking beautiful but that being said I kind of got stuck over there because I was gonna go like back over to Inglewood to go to the African-American museum but I ended up or yeah the African-American art museum but I ended up not doing that I ended up just finding this cool ass vegan spot that was actually on the beach. Um, it's been there for, I, I believe, 30 years or something like that. Um, it's woman-owned. I did want to try it out. And, dog, it was fire. Like, well, okay. Here's the thing. I won't say it. the food was not necessarily just, like, fire. It wasn't just overwhelmingly great. I did have to add salt and condiments. I got, like, this tostada. But it was, like, two tostadas and they had hella greens on top hella like beans and like pico avocado salsa like it was all the things it was just like a basic meal I also had mashed potatoes there which was random but when I saw it on the menu like I was just craving it and they vegan so I was just like what the fuck ever I might as well um but the service that I got there was like so bomb 
Um, y'all, I don't know the names of these damn restaurants. Go to my Instagram and look at these photos. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I ate there that day. And then at the end of that night, I also, y'all, I finally tasted veggie grill. And if you don't know, like veggie grill is one of like the most popular like vegan like fast food spots there is and all the vegan youtubers talk about it (laughs) like since i started my plant-based journey all i've heard is people talk about veggie grill especially in california because i think they are only in california maybe vegas nevada i don't fucking know but yeah i tried veggie grill i got that just when i got back to the hotel room mind you i was like hella tired hella fucking just dirty from being at the beach all day but um I got their fried cauliflower the oil was old so it wasn't great I also got fries it was decent and I also got like this pudding that I thought was gonna be a parfait but nigga these niggas didn't scooped a fucking chocolate pudding with another dark chocolate pudding dollop and like a piece of whipped vegan cream something and very lackluster veggie grill I cannot see myself going back to you, especially like when the only reason I would be going to Veggie Grill was is if and when I am in California again. And dog, it's just too many other food places, too many black owned food places for me to be settling for some motherfucking Veggie Grill. So sorry, very lackluster. I make better fried cauliflower period. Oh, so before I stop talking about this like food situation, Y'all, I had this very popular vegan food truck in Austin and the shit was motherfucking trash. First of all, another disclaimer, I don't like seitan. I have just realized that any seitan that I've ever tried, like it, it always gives me a hint of dog food or a hint of something that it, it, it doesn't give what it be given on the internet in the pictures, honey. It, it does not give. And maybe I just need to try making my own seitan. But I say all that to say, y'all, I tried Sundays, which is like D-A-Z-E, which is like this vegan chicken spot. And they, the fries were good. Um, Yeah, that's really all I can say about them. Like the fries were good and the fries are not enough for me to go back because the the chicken sandwich it did taste like seitan the buffalo sauce on the chicken sandwich did not it wasn't giving masking the nasty ass piece of seitan so i don't know and the seitan itself was had a yellow tint and that was like off-putting and the shit okay okay friends so what we not gonna do What we not going to do is go off because, y'all, I did realize that this was like my email on my Mac going off and not my phone going off. So we're going to quit and hopefully don't get no more recordings or no more interruptions. But yeah, so the seitan had a a hint of yellow, very off-putting, and it also tasted like feet, pickle juice, seitan, like... It just wasn't given what I wanted, so I ended up having to make my own buffalo cauliflower sandwich situations at home, and they ended up being very bomb. Um, Yeah, a lot of smoothie bowls this week, a lot of lavender lattes this week, goddamn. Um, What 
else? Yeah. I mean, nothing else worth mentioning in the like drink segment of what I've been ingesting. Um, as far as supplements, y'all, like I told y'all, I, I didn't been to LA. I didn't been to California, honey. And so of course, because it is a cannabis free state, honey, I did ingest in the legal weeds and if you don't know it now, you know, I love cannabis. I believe in the healing powers of cannabis. Cannabis has really transformed my life. And this is coming from someone who has been prescribed hella motherfucking medication for mental health issues and ting. Um, so yeah, cannabis period. So of course, when I'm in a legal state, I'm always going to indulge. I was actually able to go to a black owned cannabis. I think, did I say that earlier, honey? But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to talk about it in this ingesting segment um, because cannabis is a medication. It is a supplement to my diet and the things that I ingest, right? Um, also, maca root. I've been making sure I put maca root in pretty much every smoothie bowl that I've made this um, these past couple weeks and um, every smoothie. Uh, yeah, I've been really feeling the maca root. It's had me horny as fuck, child, but Lord, I'm on my period now. Um, and yeah, just, just living life out here with the Makaru. I, I really like it. I really like how it makes me feel. It does give me a lot of energy, I feel, and a lot of like sustainable energy, especially because I have been drinking the lavender lattes. I don't know. I feel like very just balanced in my energy right now. And also, I think that has a lot to do with me consistently like being at work super, super early now. Like I used to not go to work until um 11, but now because I am up like with the sun, and like at work because I do typically like get up very early but I'm not usually like up up and active I guess really early so I don't know the the maca root all, all the things honey all the things um supplements oh and this is the section that I talk about media but I'm gonna take a drink <clears throat> Okay, so as I have said before on this podcast, right, um, I've been watching Love Island. So, um, yeah, I am actually, I have one last episode of season six to go for Love Island. Um, I'm almost done. So, yes, I, I, I actually will say that I do know the outcome of Love Island because I also, in these past couple weeks, have um, started Instagram stalking these folks. So I kind of know they outcomes or whatever. If you haven't watched season six of Love Island, maybe skip ahead because spoiler alert. Um, so I do know that Paige and Finn are going to win, which I don't know why. I never knew that this was like a contest for money or something like that. Just, I don't know that slipped my mind. I did not, I was not aware <laughs> that that happened. Um, but yeah, I've also been in my true crime bag, which y'all know I love me some true crime. I love me documentaries about true crime. Um, but more so like I've been listening to, I've been catching up with Minds of Madness because I hadn't really been in the space to listen to my true crime podcast. So I've been doing that. Um, what else? Oh, so I kind of caught up on Real Housewives of Atlanta, even though I still, I think I need to catch up on the episode from last week. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, Latoya's still getting on my goddamn nerves and it's still frustrating me that she getting on my nerves. Um, Marlo, 
needs therapy. Hopefully she's seeking that for herself. Um, yeah, I guess very lackluster. I mean, Drew, oh, Drew. So I I do remember telling y'all that when I had first started watching the season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Drew's storyline was very like unpalatable, but I actually, I don't mind Drew. I, I guess I don't, she, she's growing on me, honey. Um, Her husband, I don't care, but yeah, she's definitely growing on me. Um, What else have I been watching? Oh, I don't know, but I was reading this note. So on my um, podcast outline, um, it says R-H-O-A, catch up, kind of boring, feel my body becoming over it. And you know, that's how I feel about Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm just kind of over it. Um, Like I said before, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta probably are the only like housewife type shows that I watch. I don't watch none of the love and hip hop. I have not done any or like been dedicated to any of them shows since like 2012 and Real Housewives of Atlanta have always stuck, but I don't know. It's very lackluster. It's becoming boring, like I said, and I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably still watch it because I, I love me some candy. I am kind of invested in the character storylines. Um, at least like the OG characters like Cynthia, um, Candy, motherfucking, what's her name? Uh, oh, <laughs> Portia, but that's not even who I was thinking about. God damn. The, what, oh, Kenya ass. See, Kenya, honey, not memorable anymore. God damn. She was gone with the wind from my brain. Um, looking ass. Oh my gosh. Let me chill. Okay, so as far as music, y'all, I've been in my jazz bag listening to a lot of jazz, still a lot of Billie Holiday. Um, and that has been, uh, uh, I don't know. It's been like trying. I've been listening to, yeah, the usual nothing. I guess the only like new things that I've been listening to, I did listen to the Queen, Queen Nyjah's, um, still misunderstood or misunderstood still, whatever she named the deluxe version of her album. Um, and I did, I like the songs, right? Um, I do like super vibe like that. I, I really do like that song. However, none of the deluxe songs beats without you, like without you featuring Russ, that's my favorite song on that project. It, it's still I don't know. She should she should definitely make that a single. I don't know why that song is not a single, but it's just it's a super good vibe. Like everything else, I won't say everything else because honestly, that album is a, a good album. I've been following Queen for y'all know I'm a YouTube person. So I've been following Queen since her and Chris started YouTube like in 2016. So I'm really glad that she's able to pursue her music career and I think she's doing a good ass job. Like she can sing her ass off. She um is very pretty. And she is very down to earth. Like, I feel like as far as people in the industry, I I would be more inclined to developing friendships with her than other people in the industry, you know? So, you know, I think she's a like a cool girl. I'm happy for her. But y'all, without you, I fucking love that song. And justice for without you, she needs to make that a single. Somebody let her know that that song needs to be a single with, um, featuring Russ period. Um, oh, but friends, Demi motherfucking Lovato, Demetria Lovato. Now y'all know I have a very diverse taste in music and, um, Demi Lovato has, she's been like the Disney girl that I've kind of stuck with her music. Like, 
through and through. Like, first of all, she can actually sing. Demi Lovato has been singing her ass off. Like, don't forget that shit was a mother. Don't forget was a beautiful ass song. Um, and she has a lot of hits like this. The last album that she had, I forgot. It was like black and white, but comfortable dog. Like she has some hitchhiker. Ooh, hitchhiker was my shit from that album. But this album, whatever the fuck it's called. Like, I do hate the title of this album. I forget. Like, why am I losing it? Did I write it down? No, I definitely didn't write it down. I think it's called dancing with the devil dot 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 the art of starting over which she could have picked one I think if she were to pick one it should have been the art of starting over because a lot I think a lot more of the music is on the healing side of things rather than the darkness side of things on the album but child I have been listening to this Demi Lovato album like this is the best vocally we have heard Demi like period and that's saying a lot because she has a good ass voice and she's always been out here singing like really singing um but this is the best vocally that we've seen her my favorite song on the album is not getting no love but 15 minutes like it is just a vibe like it's very interesting to think about because I believe that in this song she is talking about her 15 minutes to live um but she just kind of flipped it into making it into that song but dog that's a beautiful song I see you dog first of all she's singing her ass off second of all what a motherfucking sad and vulnerable ass motherfucking song singing to her sister um I think it's called um I see you and then in parentheses um Madison's lullaby because um I believe she wrote it about her sister because like allegedly whenever she woke up from the ICU after her overdose she could not see her sister visibly and yeah anyways I love that song I like melon cake dog there's hits on that album Demi Lovato singing her ass off um if you haven't listened I mean go listen to it it's very like soulful pop type music you know um, there are some R&B moments, there's some pop moments, there's like some rock moments, you know, like she, it's just very good music. And you should, you can kind of tell that she's not trying too hard. She's not, she didn't try to jump into like a hip hop bag to talk about her struggle, like, or whatever the fuck. Um, it's just very, very good, well-produced music. I will say if you, if you into that ting, go listen to the ting. Um, I'm also listening to Brockhampton's new album. I can't think of what it's called, but pretty good so far was not exactly what I was thinking. I think, okay, so with Brockhampton, I just have like a really, really good perception of them and I hold them kind of to a high standard. Um, so I won't say that this album kind of falls below that st- that standard for me. I just haven't really found my groove with it but other than you other than that that's really all that I've been kind of listening to I've been listening to a lot of old shit I revisited pretty Ricky and it's so funny thinking about how we was really in middle school saying age ain't nothing but a number like shout out to Chelsea ass like who used to sing age ain't nothing but a number in the middle of class for no fucking reason <laughs> like dog we were like little bitty babies singing this pretty Ricky's album um specifically the blue stars album um but yeah uh, 
I did jump into that rabbit hole. I've been listening to a lot of like R&B, like Tevin Campbell, I'm Ready, has kind of been on repeat. Like, (laughs) I don't, it's just been a mood. Like my life has been an entire vibe. I've been listening to like zero, old ass zero. Like honestly, when I pulled up in the hotel room, like I literally like played the mule loud as fuck and they're just blasting like... I've just been really vibing with a lot of music, getting back to who I am underneath it all when it comes to music. Um, And yeah, yeah, just satiating my musical ear, I guess, (laughs) by listening to all the things, the many random things. But yeah, that kind of brings me to the end of this things that I am currently ingesting segment. Um, And yeah, it's time to get into the topic of the week, y'all. It's going to be a good one. All right, so this week's topic of the week is, oh, uh, I don't really got one. It's a Q&A. We're going to talk about me, guys. <laughs> so yeah, the topic of the week, Um, I wanted to be... I don't know. I just wanted there to be like just light conversation today, light-ish conversation, honey, because some of these questions are not light. But um, I did not really have time to research a topic. I wasn't really led to, or I, I didn't feel called to talk about something super um, structured and detailed today. Um, and I just thought it was the perfect opportunity for you guys to get to know me a little better. I guess I've done Q and A's on YouTube. I don't even think I have them public anymore, but, um, I'm obviously at a very different place in my life than I was in 2016, 2017 ish. So, yeah, I guess we can get right into it. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Let me start with the basics. My name is Adriana McKinney. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Um, okay, okay, I was reading a little bit, seeing what they got going, but um, seeing what they got going, like y'all know what's going on in my real life. <laughs> Okay, again with the notifications, we're going to figure out how to turn off the the laptop notifications in a bit. Um, I have not been MacBook shoddy in a hot little minute because my poor little backlight fuse went out on my OG Mac. Um, so it's been like a good year and now I'm back in the game and nigga, this is completely different from my old ass Mac. But anyways, okay, this has nothing to do with it. My name is Adriana, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Y'all know that. Um, my family has been here for generations. If you didn't know, now you know, but I have talked about that on the podcast. Um, I eat a lot of plants. I have a plant-based diet. Um, I am a 100% plant-based medicine mama, period. Um, I, uh, Oh, I'm an airy sun, cancer, moon, motherfucking Libra rising in my tropical zodiac. I am a Pisces sun, cancer, moon, and a Virgo rising on my sidereal chart. And honey, that tells you all you need to know about me at this point, at least. Um, I love bananas. I am 29 years old. I just turned 29 on April 10th. Goddamn, it's still technically my birthday in my brain. Um, I am definitely letting this energy linger. So if y'all want to give me happy birthdays, um, send some virtual hugs, y'all can do that too. But 
that being said, we can get right into this little Q&A. I actually put the questions in a box because I love touching things, especially paper. I just love tangible objects. So this is what we're working with, period. So let me look. Um, I don't know if I want to close my eyes. Like y'all obviously wouldn't be able to tell, but these pieces of paper are actually like very... I don't know. They're like in these cute little, like I folded them very nicely. So y'all wouldn't be able to, or so I wouldn't be able to see the questions I'm picking. So I don't know. I guess we can, we can start child. I'm going to drink some water. Okay. Now I'm rambling because I'm really just trying to find a place to put this damn shoe box. Cause I didn't really think the whole space thing over. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Let me drink some water. All right, first question. All right, so the first question, and there are 55 questions in here. So I'm going to try to make my answers as short as possible because, nigga, 55 questions with my long-winded self, sheesh, we'll see. But anyways, <laughs> first question is, when was the first ill? These questions are annoying. Um, if I can remember where I put these questions or if I can find the link, I will definitely leave them somewhere. But I basically chose from a list of a whole bunch of questions um, to ask some person that you're trying to develop a deep relationship with. And I mean, I guess, you know, we can develop some relationships and things right here on this podcast. But okay, nigga, let me leave. You see, honey, let's read. <laughs> All right. So the first question is, when was the first time you said I love you to someone in your life other than family? <sighs> okay. Oh, also, so I only briefly read these questions. I did not think about them before. And so damn, the first person I said, I love you to that wasn't my family. Okay, so yeah, I think I said I love you to a high school boyfriend of mine. <laughs> and yeah, ew, that's so interesting to think about. But anyways, yeah, I said I love you to him. And it's actually the, the nigga that I was talking about earlier, the ugly nigga. <laughs> I was very young. I was like 14, 15. I, no, I had to be 15 because Jordan, like my best friend Jordan, is um, she was in my life at that time. And she's like a year younger than me. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> Yikes. These questions. This is a podcast. This is about to be on the internet forever. Do I really want to keep going? <sighs> Question two. Do you find praise or criticism to be more motivating? Mm. Do I find praise or criticism to be more motivating? I find, I find praise to be more motivating. And that's only because I think I'm hypercritical of myself. Um, I am very much a perfectionist and that is something that I am trying to work through and make less prevalent, I guess, on my spirit, honey. But so yeah, I think praise is more motivating when it comes from an outside force, definitely. And even within myself, like I find myself when I'm praising myself and I'm being kind to myself and I am not being so critical and not being so like judgmental towards myself. Like I perform my nigga. So give me compliments and shit. Words of affirmation is definitely my love language. <laughs> so there's that. All right. 
What is the single most important thing you learned as a child? I think the single most important thing I learned as a child is to think about things. So if you don't know now, you know, I'm positive. I've talked about this on my pot on this podcast, but um, my grandfather, my papa was my best friend in this whole entire world. I find him to be um, aside from an ex of mine, um, I find to be the most wise person I've ever met. And he really, really taught me how to think about information. He taught, he taught me how to be curious and he taught me not to be ashamed or feel any shame or aversion toward being curious. So that, and it's, it's very interesting that I say that because, um, I used to be bothered by like questions and things like that, but only because like I had like suppressed, the curiosity in my brain to the point where I wasn't able to see the curiosity in other people's brains. But yeah, I think that's the, definitely the biggest or the most important lesson. Is that what it is? Yeah. The most important thing I learned as a child. Yes. How to be, how to think, how to be curious. Okay. Now I'm thirsty. And I feel like I'm going to have to like pause to, <clears throat> but anyways, question number I don't even know I'm not gonna even say numbers so the next question is is failing less equal or more important than succeeding okay so I think failing is definitely equal um has equal importance to succeeding because I think you both need to fail um and win (laughs) like failing definitely you need to fail in order to win. Like, I think they just, duality exists in everything, I think. So, um, yeah, I think they're definitely both just as important. That's a weird question, actually. I don't really know how to answer that, but that's what you get. All right, next question. Ooh, do y'all want to hear, like, the ASMR, like, the rattling? Okay, sorry. This is, like, not even satisfying to me, so... Sorry for whoever's ears that hurt. I tried, (laughs) y'all. All right, next question. What is the most important lesson to teach a child? Oh, that's like kind of the opposite of that. What is the most important lesson to teach a child? Um, and I honestly, I, I think the most important lesson to teach a child is how to think and how to constantly be curious and just to question things. The same thing, like the most important lesson I learned as a child, I feel like is a very valuable and important lesson to teach one. And that's what I, you know, strive to teach my baby to question everything, you know, think about everything, qualify all things, you know, and to look at things from every single angle. Cause period, <laughs> that's how you, that's how I gauge intelligence at least. <sighs> Next question. Have you ever been camping? What was your favorite part? Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's question number 44. So I don't know why I kept these numbers if I was just going to randomize them, but yeah, so it's in numbers. It's numbered. Happens to be number 44. But yes, I have gone camping. I went camping a lot as a kid. You know, I spent a lot of times my grand a lot of time with my grandparents, a lot of time with my aunt and her husband, my uncle, who were older. And um yeah, they took me camping a lot. Like I have a vivid memory of me crying actually because my aunt and uncle had went camping and they left me in Austin because the audacity of them niggas to try to have a nice little um romantic getaway alone without me, they niece, period. <laughs> so um, I actually, they actually drove 
to get me or maybe my mom drove to take me something but I ended up there camping with them niggas because I just wanted to be out in the woods I think that's why I'm really like a forest nymph um or that energy really resonates with me because I spent a lot of times in the woods y'all and granted I never went like tent camping um until like middle school time. I don't even remember when we went, but I went with um, my white friend, um, my child's godmother, my child's godmother, um, a person that is very, very dear to me. Um, But yeah, I went camping with her and her family and we slept in tents. And that was like a different experience because nigga, we had motorhomes, we had pop-up trailers with beds and shit. Like that was, yeah, the most rustic camping experience I had had. But yes, I love camping. Oh, my favorite part, just being out in the woods with the trees and shit and the little fur animals, all the teens. All right, I got to pee. And by pee, I mean drink. Yikes. Sour D got me like, I mean, just kidding. <laughs> all right. Um, next question. Do you prefer family events or a long time? I prefer a long time. Like, obviously, there's a time and place, and obviously, um, you know, there are times that are fun when you spend time with family and shit like that. But honestly, I love spending time alone. I require alone time. Alone time is just my shit, period. (laughs) All right. Next question. All right. What is the best way to motivate each other? So I think I didn't want to originally keep this in here, but this is a question that I actually did think about a little bit beforehand. But I think that the best way to really motivate each other and motivate just people around you is to just lead by example. And that can sound so cliche, but honestly, like be the person that is most attuned to your highest self and I don't know, people, it'll inspire people around to do the same, find that same strength and healing and balance and confidence and all that shit, that healed shit, you know? Um, so yeah, I think healing, yeah, is the best way to motivate each other. (laughs) All right. Do you have any irrational fears? Yes, I have tons of irrational fears. However, um... I'm doing, I do a good job at working through them now because irrational fears are just anxieties of things like, (laughs) and because I have struggled with very, very strong and intense anxiety, I've had like irrational fear, like nigga, literally in California, the story time that I cut off earlier, like I literally thought that someone was there to kill me and I thought that there was but I mean, I was also really high. Um, I was very paranoid, but that was a very irrational fear at that point in time, in my opinion, you know? Um, but yeah, anxiety is a rational fear and that, or a ra- anxiety is the collective term for irrational fears, I guess. Next question. All right. Do you think people are made for each other? That's a okay, a weird question. Like I guess it's worded weirdly, but um and I also think this is a kind of like a nuanced question only because, right? Um I do believe that people can be made for each other, but I also believe that people can grow within each other, you know, if that makes sense. Um, so I think either way, 
like sure yes i do think people are made for each other they can be at least Ooh, this question popped out i'm sorry i guess we gonna go with it what is the most stress inducing thing that could happen at work oh some karen shit honestly like the whole like and y'all know what I mean by Karen. Um, if you listen to my podcast and you are not sure what that means, I would advise you to do the Googles because, nigga, we ain't on here talking about them niggas. But, um, yeah, I think if I were to ever be placed in a direct situation where a white woman used her privilege to assert her microaggressions, like, my nigga, that, yeah, nah. that That's definitely stress-inducing. And that the stressful energy may result in violence um, and nah. <sighs> just thinking about it gives me anxiety because I don't know how to hold my composure in those situations. Um, and maybe that's something I should talk to my therapist about. Um, I do understand that I am justified in those feelings, but I really, if I was ever presented in one of those situations, similar to the ones that I have seen on the goddamn interwebs, my nigga, I don't, yeah, nah. I, I'm not healed enough to get through that in a nonviolent way. Period. Next question. <laughs> All right. What is your greatest success to date? Um, I think my greatest success to date is being alive, persevering. Um, there are many times, trigger warning, where I ha- I could have been dead <laughs> um at my own expense you know? Um, and yeah, I think my biggest success today is just being at this place where I am at a constant state of healing and a constant state of intentionally trying to ascend period. Um, so yeah, because I definitely measure success, not by man-made standards. I don't measure success as a tangible thing. I measure success as the, as just having an ultimate, just quietude, quietness within your body. So I'm still working to obtain a certain level of success um, when I am thinking in those terms. But yeah, I, I think, yeah. My greatest success is definitely just being here, having been tested many times, but um, just being strong enough to just continue. My nigga, that's hard. Uh, being alive, huh, sheesh, is a testimony, goddamn. Seriously. But next question, I need some more water, but I don't feel like leaving to get water because I'm out. All right. When were you the most disappointed in yourself? Ew. Okay. So I remember reading this question and thinking about how I was going to answer it as well. Um, And this is kind of hard because this is something that I am actually actively working through. Like this is something that I still cry about type shit in therapy and um I think I've made just tremendous progress in my life and in this stage of my life and healing but um it is something that I'm still working through but I think my biggest I was the most disappointed in myself when I fucking fumbled the bag when it came to my previous relationship um 
I'm not going to go too in, de- in depth, I guess, right now. <laughs> um, there's a time and a place and possibly another episode for this one. But um, y'all know, like, I see the memes, you know, like all the memes. Uh, and I've heard horror stories. I know women personally who have gone through traumatizing bullshit with men. And I've definitely gone through traumatizing bullshit with men, um, you know, to a certain degree. However the people that I consider to have been in relationships with, um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I never had that cliche, not even cliche because like, God damn, like women shouldn't go through the shit through bullshit at all. But, um, I never had been through, I don't know, some of the things that I see memes about, right? Um, however, in um, my last relationship, I was very, very much the toxic fuck boy that everyone talks about. Like, I didn't cheat or anything like that. Um, however, I definitely projected all of my traumas and all of my hurt and pains and just the resurfacing of repressed emotions and traumas. And, you know, like all that shit I projected on what I deem as the best like the prototype, my nigga. And I've talked about this kind of on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I was definitely just looking back on that situation just makes me feel disappointed, you know, in myself. And, um, I know that it's one of those things that you have to look at as a learning experience because I would not be alive. I would not be the person that I am had it not been for me, being forced up out of that fucking traumatic cycle that I was in and having a person who was so genuine and so pure and um, just very wise, you know, like having that type of person to really, really get you to look at yourself like that's just hard. And I, uh, it just makes me disappointed. And now I'm going on a rabbit hole. Like, goddamn fucking plays and Mahalia. I wish I missed my ex to repress the emotion of really missing my ex. <laughs> my nigga, I'm going to listen back to this and cringe, but there you go. Good content for the interwebs, I guess. <laughs> All right, next question. If you could change one thing about your character, what would it be? I would, you know what? Honestly, if I could change one thing about my character, it would be probably my social anxiety. Um, Only because I like be admiring when like niggas are all social and they can just go out and like be all friendly and be like, oh yeah, community. Oh my, you know, like, and they can actually do that and be comfortable. But like, I have no comfort in that. I think that's why when, you know, I was younger in my teenage years, I um, was, when when I was, did try to per- portray this extrovert person, it came across like very fucking wrong. <laughs> and it came across like very off-putting because like I was constantly thinking about like how I should be and how I should present. And although I have come to a place of just radical motherfucking authenticity and just self-love, I guess, um, I, I don't feel like I'm trying to like portray certain things or I don't think about the way that I am, I guess. I'm more so just I have an anxiety of just people's intentions. I have an anxiety of exchanging energy with people because I am a highly sensitive person. I, so yeah, I think the one thing, the one thing about my character that I would change would be, yeah, the social anxiety, that thing. Is that even a character trait? 
Like, I don't, yeah. Because everything else, bitch, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> See that? <laughs> My vanity? Nah, I wish I was more vain, honestly. Maybe that's what it's, I don't know. Okay, next question. I don't know. Um, And after this, I got to go get a drink of water because I might as we gonna go get a drink of water right now. I'm gonna listen to my body. <sighs> listen to your ow. I was calling for you. I don't know where you're going with, and I don't know why. Listen to your heart before. Damn, who is the artist that sings that? I think it was like a dance mix. I think it was the same, the same person. Why can't I think of this? Dang, I think I dropped the question. Oh no, I lost the question. I didn't put it back in the bag. Oh no. Guys, 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 guys. Oh, I found it. <clears throat> All right, I am back with a Topo Chico and yeah, let's keep going with these questions. So the next question is what events are on your bucket list? Um, so I definitely want to touch the continent of Africa. Um, that is on my bucket list. I definitely want to travel to the like the Middle East as well. That is on a bucket list of mine. I I want to go on a damn cruise, like one of them, you know, like all the food, all you know, all the cruises that y'all niggas be going on. I've never been on a cruise. That sounds fun. Um, something on my bucket list. I want to have some more babies. <laughs> I'm dead. Why is that on a bucket list? Um. A lot of like personal ventures that I want to do. Like, dog, I have a pretty extensive bucket list, I guess. So talk to Janae, Mary, Kaylani, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, I'm going to put. Okay, I'm reorganizing here. Reorganizing people. We're going to get it together. I promise on this QA. All right, next question. All right, what inspires you to better yourself? Um,. I think my goals just inspire me to better myself. I think all the things that I want in life um, require me to be at a constant state of personal development. So, yeah, period. I inspire me, goddamn. Oh, ASMR. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. When, if ever, is it okay to break the law? Okay, so I purposely left this question in, too. I kind of thought about it beforehand. Um because fuck the law goddamn <laughs> like most of the laws are were written for specific reasons so a lot of times it is okay to bend the law but obviously like not being violent and harming others and you know type shit but i said what i said <laughs> all right sip of topo delicious all right where were you the most what when were you the most proud of yourself didn't I just answer this question oh I said when was I the most disappointed in myself so I was the most proud of myself when I 
You know what? I was the most proud of myself when I moved back to Austin because it was something that I intentionally manifested and it came together almost exactly the way I manifested it. And it is just like the weirdest thing. So I think I'm proud of myself for spiritually sticking to that goal um, and also physically sticking to that goal. So yeah, period. Damn, it feels like there's so many more questions. Oh my gosh, it feels like I've been talking for so long, but it's all right. All right, next question. Describe the most romantic date you can think of. Spare no expense. Okay. Okay, so I think the most romantic date that I can think of is someone picking me up or like someone having a car service, like a Sprinter or some shit pick me up, but like the inside of the Sprinter be like hella like vegan snacks and fresh plants and like an essential oil diffuser, just like a complete vibe, right? And then we travel somewhere where there's nature involved, um, where there is just cool culture and legal weed period involved. Um, and I don't know, like go to a museum and like chop it up about life, take a hike. Um, and then that person like goes back to like wherever we're staying, I guess. And like cook for me, like a bomb ass plant-based meal. And then we watch like documentaries and like crime dramas and then play Monopoly and then just have some bomb ass nasty ass sex that yeah period and then talk about (laughs) contemplate like life I guess in the human condition and reflect on the day until we like pass out (laughs) and yeah I don't know I guess that's like my ideal the most romantic day I just like I think when I think about romance, like I think it is very romantic when I am learning something with some person. It is very romantic when I am in nature with some person. It is very romantic when I am, I don't know, connecting emotionally and spiritually with a person. You know, you feel me? So period, all the romance. Goddamn, read me a book or something. That will take my draws off. No. <laughs> All right. Next question. What did you want to be when I when you grew up? So when I wanted to be when I wanted to grow up, I want when I wanted to grow up. When I was young, um, I always imagined myself being an OBGYN when I grew up. And that was until I was like in school and I got pregnant and I started learning about the pharmaceutical companies and it was just all motherfucking bad from there. Um can I see myself still doing birth work? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that because ting soon come. All right. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? The scariest movie I have ever seen. You know what? So this is, I, I don't know. 
I actually don't know what the scariest movie I've ever seen. So I think as a kid growing up, I was like terrified of Eve's Bayou. Um, I think just because the spirits have always loved talking to me and being near me and communicating with me in some way. So I, and I was always fucking terrified of that. And then Eve's Bayou just kind of, I don't know, very, if you know, you know, goddamn. So I think that scared me as a kid. Also, The Others is very scary and like very interesting, um, but scary. I don't know. I guess that, yeah. Next question. <sighs> Excuse me. All right. How have your values changed from 10 years ago? So I think kind of like I said earlier, I don't judge success by these man-made means and terms. I am really, really, instead of focusing on pleasing others and trying to fit into some weird societal standard, um, I think I value connecting with myself and connecting with the land and connecting with this planet, um, way more, you know? So yeah, that has definitely changed. I, I definitely value that more than I guess, outward recognition, outward, like the aesthetic of success, right? And that doesn't just mean like career. That means like marriage, family, just all of that things, all the things. All right, next question. All right, do you think a couple should split costs? Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say split because that makes it sound like every single thing y'all are doing is 50-50, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a time and place. Like y'all take care of each other. It's like I scratch your back, you scratch my back type thing. It's like a partnership. It's like a synergistic partnership is how I view like relationships. So I can't see myself being with a person that I'm in a relationship with going to a restaurant and saying, hey, let's split the check. It's either you got it or I got it. Like we figure it out. Um, and same things with like bills, same things with, um, yeah, businesses, whatever y'all doing. So split like 50-50, no, but work together. Absolutely. Period. All right. Do you believe in true love or love at first sight? Yes, I believe in both those things. Um, would you rather a night in a fancy penthouse or a suite or, okay, I can't read. Would you rather a night in a fancy penthouse suite or a private beach house? Um, I would definitely rather a night in a private beach house and that's on period. Whoa, that sounded weird. Oh, wait, did I say private penthouse? I don't know what I said, but private beach house is what I meant. Um, I love the beach. The ocean is so vast, as I said earlier. Um, so yeah, I want a vacation on the beach, in the beach house. Um, I don't give a fuck about a penthouse suite, honestly. Um, what was your biggest fear as a child? Um, as a child, um, I think the dark. <laughs> My biggest fear as a child was definitely the dark. After a horrible day, would you prefer a nice dinner or a cozy movie night? Um, definitely cozy movie night, even though I'm going to fall asleep on the movie, um, guaranteed. But I don't, 
after a horrible day, the last thing I want to go do is go out somewhere. Like that, yeah, no, not interested. All right. What was the worst nightmare of your life? So I don't, I can't remember like a one worst nightmare, but I do have a recurring nightmare that happens. And if anyone who does dream work um, has any interpretations that they want to give me, y'all can either email me at organic with OG at gmail.com or just hit me up at organic with OG on Instagram and or OG Adriana, you know, you feel me, hit me up with the dream work things, but a recurring dream that I have that is very scary or like a recurring dream theme rather is this notion of like being chased, um, like, or being like held hostage. So I'm always being I'm always running away from a hostage situation. Like trying to escape a hostage, if that makes sense. So, yep. Next question. All right. Oh my gosh, I cannot speak. Sips Topo Chico. All right. Provided there is good weather, do you enjoy indoor or outdoor activities? Outdoor activities all day. Um, Honestly, I enjoy both activities. Sorry, I just threw a water bottle against the wall. Don't judge me. But (laughs) yeah, honestly, I enjoy both activities, but I do prefer to be out in nature, weather permitting. All right. All right. Were you nervous during your first kiss? Um, <laughs> was I nervous? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was nervous. I just was like kind of anticipating it. Um, I don't know. I was like a fucking kid. I was like 13 years old or something like that. And it happened like at school. Like, so I don't know. Of course I was nervous. All right. Next question. Do you put as much effort and emphasis on inner beauty as outer beauty? No, I don't. However, I I am kind of at this phase where I want to be more intentional with outer beauty because um, I don't know. I've done a lot of fucking work within myself and it is just kind of making me want to be the baby on the outside, period. <laughs> no, but yeah, for most of my life, like, I am literally a little boy. Like, I just love being comfortable. I love to play in dirt. I don't mind being dirty and getting dirty, but I don't know. I think the more divine femininity that is released and healed within my body, um, the more I want to to focus on outer beauty. So, n- as of now, no, I don't put as much emphasis because I put more emphasis on inner beauty than outer beauty. And I think it'll always be that way. But yeah, I'm starting to balance it out a little more, I guess. All right. <clears throat> what was your favorite year of school? Sixth grade, former middle school period. If you know, you know. If you don't, fuck you. Nah, not fuck you, but sorry for you. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. Generally speaking, do you like the way you look? Yes.
If the cost was the same, would you live in a mansion or a mid-sized house with a lot of land? Y'all, this should be a no-brainer for me. Um, I would definitely prefer to live in a mid-sized house with a whole lot of motherfucking land. Goddamn, there's no point in living in a mansion if you don't have land around it, period. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's the fucking terrible investment. Slap yourself. Nah, all right. Is there a smell that instantly relaxes you? Yes. Roses, rose oil, rose water, rose. I love the rose. And it's so crazy because I used to be very disconnected from roses and I used to not like them at all. But I love me some roses, y'all. That that instantly relaxes me. Okay. Are you inspired by any celebrities dead or alive? Um... Yes, I am inspired by some celebrities dead or alive. Um, It didn't really ask me to explain, but sure. Um, Obviously, Janae, this is a Janae Aiko stand club, um, just period. We accept no Janae Aiko slander around these parts. Um, I would say also... See, this is really, like, now that I'm being put on the spot, like, this is really hard. Um, Tupac, I'm inspired by, like, a lot of musicians. Um, I am really inspired by Beyonce. Her fucking work ethic is just, oh, sheesh, is very inspiring. And it's crazy because, like, I instantly cry when I watch a Beyonce performance. Like, it is very instant. I don't, ugh, I love her. But not even that, like, I don't know, um, fucking David Banner, I'm very inspired by him, I think the man is very brilliant, um, 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 I don't know, that's actually a hard question, but to answer it, like, plainly, yes, there are celebrities dead and alive that I have been inspired by, or I admire aspects about what they've presented, about themselves. Um, all right, next question. What do you see as your best character trait? I think my best character trait is my curiosity, honestly. Like, um, my curiosity has led me so many places and it, as I reconnect with my inner child, it only gets better. And I really like that about myself, honestly. I love my thirst for knowledge. Next question. All right. What thought or object gets you through the day? Um, so the thought that my child needs a mother, <laughs> goddamn, that gets me through the day. But also the thought that my assignment is not done here on earth, that gets me through the day. I think I can finish in like the next few minutes. All right. What would you rather acquire material items or experiences? A thousand percent experiences. What is the best concert you've ever attended? So I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast, but the best show that I've ever seen, and this is besides Janae trip tour, because mm, y'all know that's my girl. And that was an amazing show. If you were there, you were there. Um, But my favorite show concert that I've ever been to was 2015 Spotify House, South by Southwest, Wale's performance. 
because so here's the thing he it rained during his set and that nigga got the crowd so involved and nobody cared about the rain all of us were fucking wet and muddy and dirty but like literally we had the time of our life like it was a very good concert obviously like um, it was like a South by show. So festival shows are always top tier. They're always my favorite. Oh, God damn. I fucking miss festivals so much. Like I want to go to a motherfucking show so bad. I want to go to a hip hop show and see people and dress fucking cool and be around black people and other people who are music purists. God damn. God freaking dang, man. No, but yeah, that was the great show. Honestly, 2015 South by Southwest, I probably had the best time um, of any South by experience. Like, uh, just amazing, amazing. All right, what is the most important thing in a relationship? I think your foundation. So I think if you do not have a strong foundation that's rooted in genuine, pure friendship and care for another human um, yeah, that your relationship won't work. So that is definitely the most important aspect to me. <clears throat> All right. What do you look for in a significant other? Ooh. So I look for someone that I am like physically attracted to. So as far as like bone structure, face structure, I don't really have like a specific type, but um, I, I love black men, like period. Um, I cannot, I can definitely not see myself dating a non-black person, um, especially at this part of my life. Um, I like tall men and like, I'm definitely kind of shallow when it comes to height. I definitely love men who are above six one, um, the most, <laughs> But, you know, I'm slowly getting away from that height requirement. However, tall men are definitely yum. Um, And I say men because, like, I all, like, I don't know. I'm used to that. But, like, as far as, like, dating women, I don't have, like, a height requirement, definitely. Um, In general, right, I look for a person who is kind, who is inquisitive, who is passionate about something, um, a person who has similar taste in music as me, a person who is socially conscious, a person who is, who can teach me some things, um, a person who is sexually explorative when it comes to like their partner, because I also enjoy monogamy. (laughs) because my brain cannot handle hoes at all just saying but um yeah those are all the things I look in a look for in a partner like some person who treats their body good honestly like if in a perfect world I would be with a plant-based person um at the bare minimum honestly like a pescatarian like if you eat chicken that's cool too but like just moving right along, right? We're going to stop lusting over the relationship that I do not need at all. I am saying this right now. I am intentionally dating myself. I am intentionally brewing hella love inside of myself because as y'all probably know from some previous questions, I am clearly not in a space where I need to be even pursuing relationships. But yes, those are the things that I look for in a significant other. 
Um, what helps you to decompress, um, sleep, weed, food, masturbation, um, fucking meditation, reading, writing, doodling, um, YouTube. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm a decompressed queen. I love decompressing from everything. Goddamn. I will take a walk downstairs to the kitchen and need to mentally decompress. Goddamn. Um, Ooh, earthing. Also, I love like just running my feet through the ground, especially when it's like dewy ground. Oh yes. Period. All right. All right. Who in your family do you view as a role model? My papa, obviously rest in peace, homeboy. Um, I also, um, really, really admire, like my little brother, because he is very just emotionally well, um, and emotionally sound. And in a lot of ways, I don't know, I'm just so proud of that guy. He's so dang cute. But, um, as far as like an actual role model though, definitely my papa, definitely a thousand percent. What do you look for in a friendship? So this is hard because I'm a grown ass person with very little like friends and the people who are, I guess, not blood relatives, me, blood relatives to me, or even just like relative extended relatives to me, um, that I do call friends. I just consider family, but honestly in a friendship, I look for people that, um, understand me and have the capacity to understand me, people who do not make assumptions about the person they perceive me to be because they kind of have a whole understanding. Um, I like in friendships, I look for people to be okay with giving me space. (laughs) I don't see This all sounds very selfish because honestly, like I have no clue how to be a friend to someone in this day and age only because like my interests, most of my interests, the things that I feel most comfortable doing all, I can do them all alone and I prefer to do them all alone. So moving right along. (laughs) No, I look for people that, or I like friends who have like the same worldview as me generally. And yeah. Is there anything that gives you overwhelming anxiety? Yes, the thought of traumatizing my child in any way because I experience hella childhood trauma as most of us do. Um, So I think I'm just hyper aware and hypersensitive to the way I parent because of that. And yeah, I have extreme anxiety surrounding that. Hmm. All right. What was your best birthday? Oh, my 29th birthday. Definitely this birthday that just passed. Um, I did exactly what I wanted to do, you know. Well, not exactly like, but I I had a great birthday. I, I did what I wanted to do. I felt so fulfilled and so full afterwards. Um, so yes, this past birthday for sure. Well, we only have a few more questions. What is your best childhood memory? Um, honestly, so I think all the times that I like went to the military base with my grandpa, because um, if you don't know now, you know he was retired Air Force. So we always would go to like the base to go and buy groceries because there, it was it was tax free and they just also had the deals child. So we would just go like on our monthly shopping trip to San Antonio to do that. And it was just, I don't know, those days were so fun. We would get McDonald's. It was so cringe to think about now, but we get McDonald's for breakfast. And it was just, 
I don't know, a good a good little time, a good little time. And obviously that's my road dog. That's my nigga for life, period. Um, throughout the transcendence of life, you know. So yes, very good childhood memory. All right. When, where, and how long was the best road trip you've ever taken and why? So this is a very interesting one because this road trip actually included like five different road trips in one. So it, okay. So I don't remember the exact events and I'm sure if I really sat and thought about it, I would remember everything from this, but, um, it, it was like a road trip from Austin to Arlington to Paris, Texas to Austin to like, it was a whole lot of shit going on. But basically I was in a cute little um kind of relationship. It's weird to like look back and think about like your past, but yeah. So I was in a relationship with um this man's right. And he played basketball like at, in a school that was like Northeast of where I went to college at. So it was like a trip that involved like visiting him. But then I also went to Austin and during the weird span of time, like, I don't know, it was just a lot of, a lot going on, but like so much happened like during this road trip and yeah, just good old times. And it's kind of awkward now that I'm thinking about talking about this trip because I do believe that this specific person, this specific ex that I'm talking about listens to this podcast and (laughs) yikes. I will say that person is like the only person that I've like, we're not going to go there. We're going to save that for a different day. I'm dead. All right. So what is your biggest fear in life? Traumatizing my child, as I said before. Having my child. Yeah, nah, just traumatizing to my child. That's like my biggest fear, period. Do you have any phobias? Um, Not necessarily, but I do have a phobia of like men's thighs. That's not like very attractive. Um, I used to have like tryptophobia. Is that what it's called? But like the phobia of cluster holes. I used to have that really bad. It's not... I've like definitely desensitized myself from that. Um, but yeah, that, that. All right, now it's for the next few questions. Oh, I only have four left. Oh, guys, this was fun. All right, what is an unforgivable action? Um, harming my child, period. Would you rather spend a week in New York City or Los Angeles? So I've never been to New York City. I've honestly never been anywhere, I guess, on the East Coast um, except for Florida. Um, But nah, (laughs) I think I'd much rather spend time or a week in Los Angeles. I I really love California. Um, the, The egg that I came from was made in California, period. (laughs) So yeah. All right. So describe your perfect vacation. So my perfect vacation will be somewhere where I can meet locals, probably some local elders, especially the local spiritual elders, honey. Um, Somewhere where I can be in nature, somewhere where I can eat bomb ass plant based food, someplace that there is an abundance of weeds (laughs) legally, Um, someplace. Yeah, 
all those things oh no it's the last question when i'm kind of sad like i actually have fun doing this maybe um on my 18th episode i'll do one nine episodes later or okay let i'm gonna stop talking let me (laughs) go ahead and answer this last question so last but not least how do you handle high stress situations so during high stress situations, um, I just do my best to like remove myself from any external stimuli because like when I'm in high stress situations, um, I can be very impulsive. So I think something that's really helped me is just isolating and just kind of finding a way to process what's going on alone. Um, that is very helpful, helpful for me. Um, I love to just like run through the problem in my brain, um, really assess what's actually going on. And yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, that was like my podcast Q and a, um, I don't know what to say. I guess I just revealed my whole life story. Not really to y'all, but um, it is my pleasure to have um, just opened up a little bit, ask myself, I guess, some random questions to, yeah, but that, see, I don't even know what I'm saying. I can't even talk, but yeah, that was the end of this here Q&A in this bitch. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, let's move on, right? Let's move right on into OG says, because I ain't said something in a minute. So give me my spotlight so I can say something, period. <laughs> all right welcome back to another episode of og says with me og um where i just talk about something where i say something that's been on my mind and spew my unsolicited opinion (laughs) about a certain topic but so this week's conversation or this week's og says segment was actually inspired by a conversation that i had with my oldest brother who um was just talking to me about his need to like please his family and just do the absolute most um, to feel adequate, I guess. Um, And that's just kind of like really reducing down the conversation that we have. It was obviously very nuanced. We had a bunch of conversation, but um, the main thing that we kind of just talked about is how it is very violent to like live for other people and like being um brought up as like the caregiver and being brought up as a child but also having the responsibility of having to care for others whether that be like younger siblings or cousins or whatever the fuck like that is not normal like children are not supposed to lead that life and i didn't re- that i knew that but that never really clicked until i really started like um healing honestly like children are not put on this earth to be adults until they are in fact adults god damn and even then like our goal is to um move through the outside world um caring for our inner child you know and letting that inner child really like shine through but that being said y'all i think it is very important for us to remember that caring for ourselves is not selfish and i've talked to this i've talked about this on this podcast before and I want to just mention it again that like really attending to our own boundaries and doing things that satisfy us before trying to be there for other people like 
that is very violent. Like we cannot do that. Like y'all like the stress and the worry and the agony of trying to please every person around me. Y'all that shit left me so motherfucking empty and so just, just not in a good place. It made me feel like in order for people to love and care about me, I had to be doing things for them, you know, and yes, love is an action. And yes, certain relationships call for certain actions in order for them to work. However, I oftentimes found myself in a place where I was give pouring so much into everybody else that I had nothing else to give to me. I was broken. I didn't even know who the fuck I was. So just think about like someone who has no clue who they are, but they're constantly giving everything they have to everyone else. Like, first of all, in giving everything to everybody else, you're probably projecting the trauma of not knowing and loving and caring for yourself. Um, But also, like, when you pour into everybody else, like, you leave nothing for yourself. And, y'all, I think that, especially as in the Black community, where we were raised very much, like, to care for our younger siblings and be almost second parents, you know, if you were, like, an older child, um, I think it's just, like, so important for us to, like, really move away from that narrative and move toward the narrative of, like, y'all, we put on this place for us to heal and us and no one else to heal from there. Like, obviously we have to care for our children. Obviously we make sure that our, our offspring is good. And obviously like we want to have loving relationships with the people that are around us. However, are they loving if they aren't synergistic? Like if you're giving all that you motherfucking have and you're not caring for yourself, you're not taking time for yourself. Like what really do you have? So um, I just kind of wanted to talk about that today in this OG says segment. It is pretty short. I don't have too much else to say, but just remember that you can't pour into nobody else until you're full, period. You almost have to be overflowingly um, content and happy and loving within yourself, you know, in order for you to even decide that you even have enough to give to other people, you know? So just be mindful of that. Take care of yourself first. Put up boundaries. People in your life should not expect anything out of you. And if they are, you need to readjust your boundaries, period. But yeah, (laughs) that was enough of OG says. Let's close out this freaking episode, y'all. All right, so y'all know I like to end these episodes with like an energetic um, reading, um, just something energetically to leave you guys with. So again, and I'm thinking that, um, next week we are going to have a different Oracle card, um, or a different Oracle deck to pull from. Um, but I am again pulling from the, I am everything deck by, I, Ooh, Lord, I'm about to call her a whole different name by Tarisha Clark <laughs> for I am and co and yeah I'm just gonna gonna pull if, if you can't tell in my voice um I've just kind of centered and yeah I am just working on conjuring some energy so I can give the collective some clear and precise messages from spirit so we can know just just what we need to know. And of course, this is the affirmation deck. So we're going to be pulling something to serve as our affirmation for the week.
All right. <laughs> the fifth card. I am bold. I speak my truth in a loving way. My courage to communicate my needs is powered by love for myself and love for others. I am bold. So I just think that that is a great reminder. Reminders. And what a better, what a better mother effing um, mantra or affirmation as we, as Aries season comes to a close, um, just carrying on this fiery energy and understanding that you are bold, being confident in who we are, walking in our authentic, our authentic purpose, but also being confident in that purpose. Like dog, there's nothing more. There's, there's nothing more healing than that. In my opinion, you know, yeah, we can talk shadow work. Yeah. We can talk, um, meditation and yoga and, um, balancing chakras, but, um, walking in who you are and being confident in who the fuck you are, your ideals, your beliefs, your morals, just your attitude, that boldness, like that's priceless. And I don't think that there's, there's much that can beat that TBH when it comes to this healing thing. So y'all, as we move through this week, just remember you are bold. Um, speak your truth in a loving way, having courage to communicate your needs and, um, empowering that love within yourself and others, right? Being bold, just standing in who you are, period authenticity god damn it <laughs> but yeah guys thank y'all so much for listening to this episode um i do understand that it was a three-week hiatus um and i appreciate whoever does anticipate these episodes for being patient with me um for being understanding that i am very energetically sensitive so i there are times where i just need breaks There are times when I am physically doing too much. And because I also struggle with perfectionism, um, I don't just want to half-ass this podcast in any way, you know? So (sighs) that being said, I appreciate y'all so much for being here. Um, Hit me up on the social medias. Um, You can follow this podcast at Organic with OG on Instagram, or you can also follow my personal Instagram at og adriana um you can also follow me on twitter at og og adriana underscore um or youtube at og adriana um and then you'll be able to find me because um youtube content is coming soon i've been working on a ton of shit and i'm excited for you guys to see what's been going on in my brain um but that being said now that the time is at 420 for this motherfucking clip it's time to go speaking of happy almost 420 like this episode will be coming out on the 19th so tomorrow from this episode at least will be 420 so happy motherfucking 420 i hope y'all blaze some shit up i hope y'all have an amazing fucking day connecting with the earth and this plant and that being said i am motherfucking out bye guys Thank you.